Welcome to the Slackening. Um, it's my first attempt at a podcast, and uh, in it we'll be discussing various things that uh, tickles my brain, and the games that I've played in recent times and in the past, and uh, well, most likely games that I'm planning on playing in the future as well. I recently did finish um, a game called Graveyard Keeper, and uh, it's one of the games I've, I've been uh, sort of itching to talk about for a while. Um, namely because I, I, I think it's kind of nice to actually have games which you can finish fairly quickly. Well, I mean, it's all relative, I guess. Um, it's not exactly <laughs> super, super quick to finish, but it's, uh, it's certainly a game which has a ending. Uh, I probably spent 45 uh hours or so finished the game did most of the things i was supposed to do but i mean first of all what what is graveyard keeper i mean it's it's one of the games which was uh compared to stardew valley when i first started looking at it um it's a game uh developed by lazy bear games and it's well in terms of price it's like only only like 15 bucks thereabouts um, possibly you could probably find it cheaper on on sales or stuff like that, but um, for for fifteen bucks, it's not bad. Um, not as good as value as like for instance Seven Days to Die or any of those, but still, it's it's quite enjoyable. I mean, in, in the game, you're you're essentially taking care of a graveyard, hence the name Graveyard Keeper, and you're gonna be dealing with a lot of uh, a lot of bodies. <laughs> And you have a bit of a skill system as well. Um, it all ties in with uh, with faith, like a, a currency. Because uh, not only are you going to be like the graveyard keeper, I mean, you're going to be a beekeeper, a keeper of souls. Uh, that sounds very fancy, but in reality, all you do is like you hold servants at the church. Um, you're going to be doing some trading as well. I mean, with different different characters in in the town. And and they're they're a diverse group of people, but. Um, in a way, they're also kind of connected. In 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 a way, um, they tie into the story in in different ways. So yeah, it's it's um, actually one of those games which I which I looked at on Steam and was like, well, I'll I'll probably play it eventually. Uh, it wasn't until uh, it, it it arrived on 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 sale and I decided I was gonna gonna play it. I actually got around to it. Uh, I also didn't think I was gonna enjoy this game as much as I did. And um, the only other game that I, I've, I've sort of looked at, which, which was remotely similar, was Stardew Valley. And I, I started playing Stardew Valley like ages ago. Um, I wasn't really sure what to, what to expect with, with the game. So I, I sort of fell off Stardew Valley after, well, a couple hours played. Um, I thought it was a little bit complicated. I tried to do everything in the first day. That's, that's not really how you play these games. Uh, Stardew Valley in the particular, you spent an awful lot of time, you know, getting going. Like, you might not really make proper headway until you're like further in the story uh, and further into the game, like sort of like years, I guess. Uh, but now, after completing Graveyard Keeper, I finally went back to Stardew Valley and uh, and having a much better time. But it's but yes, Graveyard Keeper. Uh, it has. A lot of the same things that Stardew Valley has. You have fishing. Uh, you have the possibility of um, of uh, going into dungeons and like dungeon crawls. 
try and get better materials and, and different story-based items as well. Um, there, there's alchemy, there's, there's crafting, a um, bunch of different crafting stations. And, and I suppose if, if you're picking up Graveyard Keeper, I, one of the, the, the things I recommend um, is actually getting to use one of the bodies. Like actual getting, getting to use them as zombies like as soon as possible. Because your your energy is, is limited. I, I didn't really think about this much, but um uh very often you have a lot of things to do and you expend a lot of energy rather quickly and that leaves leaves you unable to deal with stuff like uh a new body that comes into the uh uh, uh graveyard or whatever. Um so yeah, it's definitely in your interest to to stay on top of that stuff. Making sure that you actually get everything done that you're supposed to. Um, but uh, it, it depends on how you want to play it, I guess. I, I, I've always been like, I'm, I'm trying to be effective. Uh, but in, in the end, I, I just do too many things. Like I'm, I'm, I'm chopping the woods, I'm, I'm gathering uh, honey from the beehives, I'm, I'm trying to make the graveyard look good. I'm trying to grow all these things, and uh, and in reality, it really, well, you really end up struggling because you're you're trying to do so many things at once. So th there is there is an optimal way of of playing, but you can also just play the game like as is and not not fret so much. Uh, I I try to go for the most optimal route, and um, and yeah, it, it was stressful at times because uh, there's like different days of the week, and there's different characters which are available each day of the week so on a certain day of the week you have like a quest or something tied in with that day of the week you might say like for instance um mr mr merchants wants an apple or whatever that's not a real quest but let's say he does and then to get that apple you need to do something else with with character b like the i don't know the astrologer you have to do something for him so you actually get access to an apple uh, and some of these things are, are, are a little bit time-sinky, like you actually have to spend some time thinking about it. And then if you miss that window, then you have to wait a whole new week to be able to do that. So it's also nice to keep on top of. But as for as for recommendations, I mean, as, as soon as possible, try and, try and get like a zombie, even if it's like low efficiency. Even if you just have the one zombie, uh, it doesn't really cost you much in energy to pick up a zombie and move him from... From one crafting station to another, even if there's they're not like dedicated crafting stations, some of them actually allows you to use zombie labor. Uh, as for farming, you you kind of need to do a lot of that stuff yourself, and same thing same thing for cooking and stuff like that. But um, there are a couple of um, couple of things that you can do um, with different stations. Let's say there's like a a lumber camp further north, and there's also a quarry like northwest somewhere and you need a, a total of well let's see there's two for the iron uh let's see there's two for the stone quarry and there's two for marble i think so you, you need a total of six zombies in total to man those stations and then you need a total of three to carry like zombies that can carry stuff down so that leaves you at nine. But then if you also want to like process the stuff up there, you can actually have them prepare stuff. So you actually, instead of moving like raw materials back to base, pardon me, um, you can actually move um, 
you can actually move the finished product directly down to your base. So you don't really need to have zombies down there processing stuff. But I, I actually opted in for, for moving the raw materials down. Uh, it's a little bit less effective, so not super optimal. But uh, I got to a point where I had so many zombies that, yeah, it didn't really matter anymore. And uh, what else? What else? I mean, the, the gameplay loop is, is um, pretty simple. You always have something to do. Like every day, pretty much every day, you have a body drop by. Uh, you need to decide if you're going to dump them in a river if you do <laughs> too badly. Or if you want to bury a corpse, which is not good. They have like this... Uh, this white and red skulls, and, and basically red skulls are, are essentially sins. You can, you can modify the body on like a, a table, and that allows you to um, make sure that you get the maximum uh, quality of your graveyard. So let's say you have uh, four white skulls and, and four red skulls, then the maximum beauty you can get from the graveyard is like four. And you have to outweigh the the red ones just by uh, just by um, or well, at least I think that's the way it works. I'm not a terrible, great uh, <laughs> conveyor of information when it comes to this stuff. But uh, but essentially, uh, the, the the maximum white you have basically uh, dictates like how how good the quality is. I can't remember if the the, the red ones draw them down as well. Honestly, there is a very good great wiki for you to look at. But it's one of the things I didn't realize at the start uh, when I was mucking about with it is that um, I would I would make the most fancy like graveyard fencing. I would make the most fancy uh, grave post, and in the end, it didn't really matter because the corpse I had was just terrible. It wasn't great at all. So yeah, it didn't matter <laughs> whatsoever. Um, and and that's that's one of the things that I I learned over time that um, kind of need to have a have a pristine body if you're gonna have a good rating and and the reason why you care about the graveyard rating is is when you do the sermons on the Sundays uh, the purple day then you get money based off the sermon that you do and it's also calculated by uh, the the rating of the graveyard itself so the beauty of the graveyard. And you have different different prayers as well. If you want to get like the most optimal zombies, you can you can do that uh, by actually um, using a prayer, which gives you better bodies to start with. So you can use uh, the preparing table and, and the embalming table table to actually make like the best zombies. And I think the maximum maximum efficiency you can get is like forty or fifty, close to there. But it also requires you to get like a unique. Um, what are they called? English is still not my main language. Um, like dark hearts, uh, dark livers, essentially like their their special organs, which can implant into zombies to make them better. Apparently, I never get, did get around to doing that because I I had so much resources coming out of me or coming out of the the zombie farm, regardless, even if there were fewer of them. In quality. So that didn't really matter for me. But, um, yeah. And I I don't even remember how many characters there are in total. There are, are probably like uh, 20, 
25 different characters that you have some sort of interaction with. They give you quests, uh, they can give you certain recipes, um, they might open up certain types of trade, and uh, you have a whole skill tree as well, uh, which requires different currency to unlock. You have like um, uh, red, blue, and green tech points, you might say. And you gain these tech points by doing different things. So if, if you like research, let's say uh, crosses, like uh, uh, grave crosses, or, or anything to do with, with um, the graveyard itself, it, it usually will give you uh, the points in terms of, of um, almost a cult. And those again allows you to, um, to, to unlock skill trees. And that helps quite a bit. It's one of the things I, I didn't really look into. Um, just uh, so prepared. I'm, I'm, I'm actually looking into it right now. Uh, I don't actually remember what they were called. Technologies, yes. The wiki has it all. Uh, spiritual knowledge, yes, that's the blue one. Purple, blue, whichever. And the green one, of course, is the nature one. So any, anything that, that involves uh, like farming or cutting down trees or doing stuff like that, that, that has to do with the green. And red is whenever you do any sort of physical labor, um, operating machines or, again, cutting down trees, finding stone or coal or stuff like that. Uh, and all of these goes into the tech tree. And it gives you certain perks and abilities. So, for instance, uh, one of the things I, I, I tried to go for like quite soon because I realized I, I was a terrible farmer uh, at the start. It, it took it took a bit of time to do, and and you only have so much time, anyways. So, um, so I actually end up getting the, the the beekeeper perk, and that allows you to to collect honey from from trees and not have to worry about losing health. So, you essentially you get like a well, in quotation marks, a free source of, of energy for the day. So that's, that's just one of the things. Um, zombies and honey, those, those helps quite a bit. Healing potions and, and keeping your weapons up to date and your armor up to date is really good, though, for, uh, for the dungeon crawling. It will sometimes actually get, give you access to certain materials that you can't get anywhere else. Uh, so that's, that's pretty good. Um, and also, if you have a surplus of resources that you can sell to different traders, it's, it's also a, a benefit to, to actually uh, buy or sell things from, from the merchants. Because sometimes, well, you start out with, with having access to tier 1, uh, you buy enough stuff or sell enough stuff, you unlock level 2, and then it gives you access to better things, and then, you know, lastly, tier 3. I tried very, very fast to uh, to get to a point where I was self-sufficient in terms of, of resources and stuff like that. I, I don't really think that's that's how most people are. Well, that's I, I don't think that's how the developer actually meant you were supposed to play it. I, I think they actually want you to trade more with the, with the NPCs that are around and actually have access to different things. And um, if I had to do it over again, I, I, I would probably do it that way, um, even though it means spending a bit of money. But uh, money you can gain from the servants, and you can gain money from from trading event uh, later on in the game. That again requires money, 
So um, it's a good idea to look into what you can sell to who and plan your road accordingly. So fishing, you can sell to, to the fishermen. Um, meals, it seems like you can sell to uh, innkeeper and a few other people as well. But uh, trying to find out who you can sell what to, it certainly helps. And eventually I had, well, I eventually I had like an automated zombie farm, like both for grapes and for hops and stuff to make beer and wine. And they go in different levels of seeds, like quality. So you have like bronze seeds, you have silver seed, you have gold seed. And to complete the game, you actually need to, to, to have certain uh, things at, at gold at least. So you need to have a, a good amount of, of seeds. Um, and, and you can only unlock those through getting, um, well, either, there's, there's two ways actually. First of all, you have to have the seed in the first place, and then you can plant that on the farm, and then you need to maintain that. Uh, if you have the best sort of quality fertilizers, you can sometimes get a few extra seeds. So you can multiply the number of seeds that you have, right? So once you have a, a good surplus of that, you can actually throw that into a zombie farm and he'll keep farming it forever. But it doesn't seem like you're getting additional seeds even though you can upgrade the zombie farm from like uh, rank one to rank two. Now I'm not sure if, if this was just uh, my experience, but it, it did seem like over time the zombies actually spent more seeds than than they actually made so it, it it doesn't seem like you can go on forever but if you have a good surplus of seeds like well let's say um four or five extra than what you actually need to plant and i think that requ the required amount was like 24 or something then um then that works pretty well uh, you can always buy more from from the the npcs that are available of course as well but I also think that the sermons were probably the most important ones. Uh, trying to upgrade a church uh, so much that you can get a decent amount of, of faith. So I spent a lot of time uh, going into theology when it came to the research tree. That was one of the first things I did. Uh, and anything to do with uh, with um, uh, anything to do with uh, anatomy, alchemy, theology was pretty good. Once I had like a better embalming table and or no, a better uh, preparing table and a embalming table, you're pretty good actually. You're pretty set. And then after that, I, I went into book writing and you have a prayer which you can use to actually get inspiration. So during a, a sermon on the Sundays, you basically use this prayer. And that basically gives you a, a, a decent amount of, um, uh, call it? it gives you a buff, which lasts for like a certain amount of minutes. And when you have this buff, your, all your writing will be better. You also have perks that, that will help with that under book writing and stuff like, stuff like that. So if you have the perks from book writing and you have the, the inspiration buff, your, your books will be better. It's uh, it's another thing you'll come across, uh, where, where you can write books and you can write your own prayers. At the start, you kind of just have to buy them from from the uh, bishop. Yes, the bishop. So using a desk, you can you can create notes, you can create chapters and stuff like that. 
and you make stories. You can also get stories from random events, finishing quests. There's a whole bunch of things you can do there. Um, the other way of 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 getting um, getting somewhere with writing and stuff like that is actually having a random text generator, which is essentially is just a zombie. <laughs> and uh you can uh, you can have him clean ruin books. There're not a whole lot of those though. I didn't find that many of those uh, during the dungeon crawls. I didn't find that many of those during the actual story. Uh but you can have him like produce a a a story, like a, a blank story which you can use in your own writing. Make books and stuff. Or you can have him make tech books. And I, I found that it, it was actually the best use for the random text uh, text generator. Uh, essentially it requires three clean paper, but you can get through a number of sources, like either pigskin or ruined book or paper pulp. But that is later on in the story, you can get that. So paper pulp requires uh, wheat and bucket of water, and it also requires a church workbench, and then you can then use a paper press uh, to make dirty clean paper for two paper pulp and one white paint. And for white paint, of course, you need oil and white powder or electrical powder and water and alcohol or alcohol or slowing solution. And the white powder itself is, is either just bones or limestone. Uh, limestone I didn't really find that much of. Like I honestly didn't find any, um, or if, at least not that I remember anyways. It, it, it's supposedly something you, you can mine um, but I did not, well, I didn't find it anyways. But then again, I, I didn't spend that much time uh, mining coal vein near the quarry, which is like northwest on the map. But I didn't, I, I never actually did find it. I, I kept away from that. There, there wasn't very often that I, I needed to, to, to mine up that much coal. Um, I, but coal is certainly a, a benefit. Oh yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, you, the different or different machines or stations that you can use to um, to produce things. Some of them are run by, well, uh, like a fuel source, whether it be uh, wood or firewood or uh, coal. And coal, of course, is the most well. It's the best one. So eventually, you want to get a lot of that. Um, and I, I I eventually got the the zombies. To run that stuff, so I basically just had one that would um, produce. I think it's iron and coal. Uh, it's kind of random what it actually produces. And then you just basically tell the zombie at the at the pickup station what you want to bring back, so you can sort of allocate what he's actually bringing. So I'll bring anything from that area down to your your base, and then you just chuck in a bunch of coal, and it's all good. So um, yeah. Focusing on getting at least one zombie, like early on, so you can use that for your stations. You basically pick them up, and you place it down at the station. Uh, you might have to like angle a little bit weirdly sometimes, but uh, it does work. Uh, some of them are are not capable of of, of working a station though, but um, but some are. So like for instance, for pack packaging crates for goods later on for merchants and stuff, that works pretty well. Uh, same thing with the uh, with the woodworking table and, and the other ones like the stone carving places as well. So yeah. So then it's just a matter of having storage available and having the tools required to do it. And another thing I realized, you can actually queue up uh, different things. So you, let's say 
have like a constant supply of wood coming in. You can queue up making a certain type of wood product. But the thing is, he'll he'll always prioritize that though. So whenever he gets any, like let's say get logs in, he'll prioritize making whatever you make first. And if you have set that to infinity, then he'll just keep making that forever and just fill up your crates. And then you come back to your base and like, what happened here? I have no room. Nothing. Nothing. Uh, but I I suppose I really haven't told you like why it's fun. I I guess I don't know. Um. I, I suppose I'll, <laughs> I suppose I'll, I'll I'll talk a little bit about why I struggled so with, with Stardew Valley and, and Stardew Valley was was such a vast product for me because there there was so many things to do and and you might say the same thing about Graveyard Keeper but Graveyard Keeper has an has a story and, and Graveyard Keeper has an ending in a way so you have a goal to work towards and and you kind of know what to prioritize for most of the time. And the wiki, as I said, uh, graveyardkeeper.gamepedia.com. It's really good. It's also something I, I used a lot. And um, as time went by, you will find places which can be unlocked. Let's say there's uh, rubble that needs clearing or whatever. I spent an awful lot of time just um, taking a screenshot, like using the Windows uh, Windows. <laughs> Command, um, it's all muscle memory by now, but I believe it is, uh, yes, it's Windows key, Shift and S, that gives you like a, a possibility of making an outline, uh, like a rectangular snip or, or, or a freeform snip or, or window snip or, or a full screen snip. And it basically makes a screenshot of whatever you go over, like wh whatever you drag over, Put the window over there. I would paste that into MS Paint. So I, I had I had a massive uh, massive sized MS Paint document for Graveyard Keeper, where I had different things that I had to create. Uh, it's one of the things that are kind of annoying because let's say you run away, you find a place which you need to unlock. You sort of try and remember. You run back to base. Something happens, or your house. I, I call it a base always because you know been playing survival games for so long so it's it's all in my mind anyways it's all bases and when you get back you only remember one thing then you have to run back and try and remember again and and that never works so i i end up using ms paint <laughs> so i took a screenshot pasted it into ms paint and in the end i i had hundreds of pastes and i just you know painting over that with with red marker just make sure, you know, that nothing's amiss. But it's it's essentially the, the the fun part for me is that there there is always something to do. It's a confined story, uh, and and it it sort of really um, hits a nice point of progression. You always feel like you're making progress in some way. Like okay, you're you're getting better uh, food. You're getting a little bit more money. You're advancing in the tech tree. Uh, you're learning more stuff. And there are a few fun Easter eggs in the game as well. So, I've had issues with games, which I never completed, which are honestly really great games. But there are so long that I, I feel like I, I, I get stuck in a rut, or, or some new game comes out to grasp my attention, and I can't complete that. 
Graveyard Keeper is is a, a is a nice little digestible nugget of of fun gameplay. Whether it be fishing, which can be a little bit annoying every now and then, but you can improve that. Um, but it, it wasn't really something I focused on. Like fishing to me has never been like that amazing, anyways, in any game. Uh, certainly hated that in Stardew Valley, and and still sort of do, even if it's gotten better. But it's it's a nice little game, and it's it's certainly worth the money, and it's something that you can complete, and move on from, <laughs> which is 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 kind of ironic considering like how much time I spend on on for instance games like Seven Days to Die or. Uh, World of Warcraft or other games where, where you keep coming back and you more or less do the same thing over and over again. Um, so, yeah. That is one of the reasons why I would recommend the game. Uh, it's cheap. It, it has a, a, a well-working system. There are no bugs that I've found so far. Uh, it's it's uh, You're looking at... Well, if you want to do everything, I'm guessing you're probably looking at maybe 60 hours of play. Um, thereabouts. Just checking. Uh, because there is there is a a trend here. How long to beat? Yeah. So then the average average for Graver Keeper main story is about forty five hours, forty five and a half. Uh, if you want to do everything in the game, you're looking at sixty four hours. So that is not terrible. And. I'm guessing for most people um, that they'll they'll probably be looking at something similar to to what I did. So that is uh, that is not terrible. So I I would definitely definitely definitely. And as an added bonus, after after completing Graveyard Keeper, I actually picked up Stardew Valley again, and I'm actually playing that off stream. Uh, I'm I'm certainly enjoying it. It's it's kind of a slow paced game. But I also realized it's one of those games that you get to a certain point and you're sort of done. Not because not because there's not stuff to do, but because you've sort of done everything that the game has thrown at you so far, I assume. Uh, now I realize for Stardew Valley, it's, it's more of a, a slow burn. Like, you, you're doing stuff all day, every day, except for wintertime. Well, I mean, you're doing stuff then as well, but... It is certainly a different game. Certainly so. Uh, so in closing, close, yeah. Graveyard Keeper is is is. Cheaper. I keep harping on about this, but uh, I'm 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 assuming I'll um, actually get this down and and actually start releasing these uh, small podcasts in regards to games I played. And yeah, I suppose the. Uh, uh, the other one as well, which we'll uh, talk about next, is probably uh, Mad Max, another game I've I've I picked up at some point, um, and I'm nearing the end of. Um, probably will end up finishing that this week. Yeah, but till next time, have a good one.